0: People say I drive too fast, move too fast, live too fast. Ain't no such thing as too fast. Unique. People say I drive too fast, move
1: too fast, live too fast. Ain't no such welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen. And here at the Unpopular Podcast, I want to do things a little different. You know, I, I try to... I don't try to be like everybody else. I don't try to be, you know, I, I I try to be different. You know, I don't. What everyone else is going to do. I'm not going to say what everyone else. What I think everyone else is going to do is they're going to go game by game of week one and break down the games and everything that happened and this that, and the third. And I'm going to do that sort of, but I want to put a twist on it. What I wanted to do was I wanted to bring one sport in with another sport so what i'm going to do is while i break down i'm going to break down the games a little bit i'm not going i'm going to go i'm not going to break down like in depth what happened but i am going to give quarterback comps for people that don't know i'm going to compare one quarterback to a nba player now i'm gonna have some fun with this and i i let's you know without further ado let's start let's start with the New Orleans Saints, and the Buccaneers. As we know, New Orleans Saints beat the Bucks, and that, that shouldn't really have been a surprise. The Saints, a lot of people have the Saints going. Hell, I have the Saints going to the Super Bowl. You know, the Saints is a complete team, and, you know, they came out. They came to show out, as well as the Bucks, It's a new team, new coaching staff. Of course, Tom Brady, and, and we all know, it's going to take a little bit of time for them to get together, so I wasn't too surprised that they won. I mean that they lost to the Saints. But when I was thinking about who is Drew Brees and Tom Brady's quarterback comp, Tom Brady's was pretty easy. I just do Tom Brady's. To me Tom Brady is LeBron. You can't you can't take you can't overlook the the years upon years of success, the years upon years of being the best quarterback in the league years upon years of making it to the Super Bowl and and winning and you you just can't take that away from Tom Brady so Tom Brady's quarter I mean Tom Brady's comp or NBA comp is LeBron James and you also can't take away from the fact that even in his, even in their later seasons, which is LeBron and Drew Brees, a lot of, I mean, uh, LeBron and uh, Tom Brady, a lot of people still view them as the best players in the world. So, you know, that Tom, Drew, Tom Brady's quarterback comp is, or NBA comp is LeBron James. Drew Brees was a little difficult, though. What is Drew Brees? Drew Brees is a aging star. But he's still incredibly good. He's still one of the best quarterbacks, especially when we talk about accuracy and when we talk about making smart decisions on the field. Yes, he has those games where he might look a little older. Yes, he has those games where he just he he just doesn't have it. But Drew Brees is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So now I was like, who was who was Drew Brees? comp? You know, uh, an older player yet. A lot, of, a lot of people are still surprised of how good they are um, and still one of the best at their position. Then it, then it got a little clearer to me. True Breeze is Chris Paul. What is Chris Paul? Chris Paul is – we saw how successful the Thunder were this year. We saw the Thunder push the Rockets to seven games. Nobody expected the Thunder, including myself, to be as good as they were. Nobody expects the Saints – year after year after year, heartbreak after heartbreak, to continue to come back to be as good as they are. And that is largely in, in part due to the success and the greatness of Drew Brees. So because of that, Drew Brees is Chris Paul. Let's move on to the Washington team and the Eagles. Before I continue, shouts out to Ryan Kerrigan for becoming the franchise's leader in sex. you know, we knew that the we knew a Ron Rivera team coach team was going to be good in defense. Everyone knew that the, the Washington's backbone or the Washington's strength was their defensive line. And it showed out. I know they had eight sacks, man. That's, that's incredible. Chase Young looked great. Ryan Kerrigan looked great. Bostic had a, a, a sack. Uh, sweat looked really good. Pain looked good. Like we all, I mean not we all. The the Washington team looked good. Now Carson Wentz, he he looked he looked he just didn't look ready. You know what I mean? Like that's not you know, Carson Wentz usually is one of the toughest quarterbacks to get sacked. You know, his elusiveness, how strong he is, and how he's able to bounce off defenders, but this game he was a little tentative. He his his decision making was was a little questionable. He had two picks and honestly those picks look like it was the same play you know he 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 threw a screenish type pass to the to the left and it was picked both plays so I expect you know I expect the Eagles to bounce back but you know shouts out to the Washington team for for being one and oh the only one and know in the division by the way but who is Dwayne Haskins Dwayne Haskins is a player that he looks incredible at times he looks like you know he he has incredible accuracy he has incredible zip on the ball his running ability he looks incredible at times but then there's times it's like yo, who the hell are you passing to <laughs> what are you doing he will sail a ball five feet over the defender I mean over the receiver he'll throw it in the dirt He'll hold on to the ball a little too long. So what 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 Dwayne Haskins is, he's a little inconsistent. However, he's still a young player. He's still a player that that has room to grow. But I'm like, who is Dwayne Haskins? Who who does Dwayne Haskins remind me of in the league? And then it clicked. Dwayne Haskins is De'Aaron Fox. We know How good De'Aaron Fox is. We know how good De'Aaron Fox can be. But there are times when it's like, yo, De'Aaron, like, De'Aaron Fox will make a play. It's just like, yo, what are you doing? Like, that's one on five. Or De'Aaron Fox will take a bad three, even though he can't really shoot threes. He'll take a three, like, yo, De'Aaron, like, what are you doing? The good thing about De'Aaron Fox and Dwayne Haskins is they're both young and they both definitely have time to grow. I think this is you know, I think this is def this is Dwayne Haskins' first full year of starting. And of course, all this is week one. You know, I am this is over exact I mean, this is over, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm over analyzing week ones and stuff like that, but you know, it is what it is. So Dwayne Haskins is De'Aaron Fox. Who is Carson Wentz? You know? We know how good Carson Wentz is. We know Carson Wentz, when healthy, is one hell. When healthy, when a majority of the season he's healthy, he was an MVP candidate. We remember the year that Tom Brady won. A lot of people, including myself, felt that Dwayne. I mean, felt that uh, Carson Wentz could have won if he would have stayed healthy. Carson Wentz deals with injuries a lot. He also, when he's on the floor or when he's on the field. He's an incredible, incredible, incredible player. Carson Wentz is Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving deals with a lot of injuries. Hell, he's dealing with an injury now. But when Kyrie Irving is on the floor, he's an incredible player. Yeah, you don't get all the the world is flat comments from Carson Wentz, but we're just you know just 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 walk with me. Carson Wentz reminds me a lot of Kyrie. You know what you're going to get when he's on the floor. You're going to get a high-octane, high-offensive player. But you also know that any given night, Kyrie Irving can get hurt. And now, of course, anybody can get hurt. But Kyrie Irving gets hurt a little more than others. So Carson wins is Kyrie Irving. Let's go the Patriots and the, the the Dolphins. Cam Newton's back. I'm excited for Cam Newton. Can't A lot of people counted Cam Newton out. A lot of people a lot of teams passed on Cam Newton. He he looked incredible. I think he set the Patriots' rushing mark for, or rushing record for a new, you know, start of a season. He had two rushing touchdowns, I believe, 75 rushing yards. And, you know, I'm excited for Cam Newton. But who is Cam Newton? Cam Newton's coming off of an injury. A lot of people counted Cam Newton out. A lot of people... Said Cam Newton, you know, was damaged goods. A lot of people, and then, and then, and then, it's not just a lot of people, but what Cam Newton is. Cam Newton has some incredible, incredible, incredible years, but then he's had some years that are a little questionable. Maybe he was banged, oh, and it probably because he was banged up, or or the team around him wasn't really helping, or he made some questionable decisions. Who is Cam Newton? Does anybody remember when Paul George played for? Team USA, and he broke his leg. The, the 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 reports that were spiraling after Paul George broke his leg. Paul George is done. Nobody can ever come back from that. Paul George will never be the same. We remember how great Paul George was in Indiana. You know, those great Eastern Conference battles with Miami Heat when LeBron James was on the team. We remember how, you know, Paul George was—, was dropping 40-point games easily. We, we remember how athletic Paul George was. Paul George came back, went to OKC, then he became a MVP candidate. Now, Cam Newton's Paul George. Now, I know Paul George has not made it to the finals. That's that is what it is, and Cam Newton's made it to the Super Bowl. I know Cam Newton's won a Super Bowl. I mean, won, I know Cam Newton's won an MVP. Paul George has not. But I'm just talking about the story. You know, Paul George gets injured. Cam Newton gets injured. People count Paul George out. People count Cam Newton out. Cam Newton had some incredible, incredible, incredible years when he was with the Panthers. Paul George had some incredible, incredible, incredible years when he was with Indiana. And he was an MVP candidate when he was with OKC. Paul George and Cam Newton are the same. You know, that's my quarterback cop. And then we also know Cam Newton can be a little a little erotic, can be a little... um sporadic when it comes to accuracy when it comes to uh games where one game he'll look incredible the next game he'll look he'll look iffy we all know hell we're looking at paul george now they're in a game seven one we remember the beginning of the series paul george looked and looked horrible and then now he's starting to look come to form so cam newton is paul george who is ryan fitzpatrick right ryan fitzpatrick is a player that a lot of you know is a serviceable player we know he might not be a starting quarterback, even though he is starting. but And, and they're waiting for Tua to get right. But, he's, again, he's a serviceable. He's a vet. Ryan Fitzpatrick is Al Horford. He's still productive, but we know his years are kind of behind him. And even his best years, he wasn't the greatest. Al Horford was good in Atlanta, but he wasn't the greatest in Atlanta. You know what I mean? He wasn't one. You'll never consider. When we're talking about the best players in the league, you're never. No one's ever going to put Al Horford in there. When we talk about the best quarterbacks in the league, no one's ever going to talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. But they're still good players. They're still serviceable players. That's why I have Ryan Fitzpatrick as Al Horford. I think that's perfect. (laughs) That's perfect. Let's go with. Um. Let's go with the Packers and the and the Vikings. Aaron Rodgers looked incredible. Like like Aaron and that's a thing that I think is more frustrating with the Packers. And that's probably why Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers is still I'm not saying he's in his prime cuz you know he's older. I'm not saying he's in his prime, but Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league, still one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. However, when your front office or when the people that's drafting or or when the people that's coaching don't put you in the right positions, it gets frustrating. Like we knew last hell last year, they went 13 and three. They were a game away from making it to the super bowl. Everyone knew that they needed more wide receiver help. They needed more offensive help outside of quarterback. And this draft was deep. And I mean, deep, deep. And when we talk about wide receivers, hell, we saw last night the the wide receiver that they um the wide receiver that was picked up from Notre Dame looked great for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Judy looked good. Henry Ruggs looked good. C.D. Lamb like this was a heavy heavy wide receiver draft this year. And what you do is you draft up, like you give up people to get a quarterback that might not play first of all that might not play within three years and if he does play a lot of people are saying he doesn't even look good right now so if you're a player if you're Aaron Rodgers it's like yo I need help what's going on it go now now let's 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 shift over to the comp Aaron Rod and and again I'm not talking about championships in this point because I know Aaron Rodgers has a championship his NBA comp does not but what's the thing that we've always talked about when it comes to Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers is great. However, Aaron Rodgers needs more help. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the, the amount of help around him. Yeah, he might have a great or a really good player, but that's really about it. He doesn't, he, you know, as great as he is, he still needs weapons, and the, the team is not helping him with weapons. Who is Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers is Damian Lillard. We know how great Damian Lillard is. We know how great of a player Damian Lillard can be. We know how great Aaron Rodgers has been and can be. However, what's the knock on Portland? They're always a piece away. They're always a piece away. They're always a player or two away. Hell, you even saw in the bubble, if Trevor Ariza would have came to the bubble, that would have helped tremendously, but he didn't. Aaron Rodgers, you know, you have Devontae Adams. You have... uh, Aaron Jones, but outside of that, you don't really have much. I mean, you had Jimmy Jimmy uh, Jimmy Graham, but he didn't do much for you. Aaron Rodgers and Damian Lillard is the same people. Incredible, incredible talents. However, we always look and say, well, they might be a piece away. They might be two pieces away, but that doesn't take away from the the greatness that is Aaron Rodgers and the greatness that is Damian Lillard. Let's move over to Kirk Cousins. Who is Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins is a player that's an, he's an incredible player. However, we know Kirk Cousins time and time and time again underachieves. Or if he doesn't underachieve, he, he's reached his ceiling. You know, he's not a play. He's a player that's incredible, but he's not a player that'll win you a championship. If he's your best player or if he's your starting quarterback, you're always going to be behind the eight ball. Like you as great as he is, he's shown time and time again. One, he's not that good in prime time. Two, he's not that good against a a, a high-level or championship-related championship, championship related quarterback or team. Like, yes, he beat the Saints last year. However, nobody expected him to. And he has a tough time against Aaron Rodgers. He has a tough time against the top teams. And we saw what happens when they went up against Jimmy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers last year. Who is, and and, and don't, hear, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, Kirk Cousins is still a great, a really good player. I mean, he's one of the highest paid players in the league. He's still a really good serviceable quarterback. He's just, to me, he's not that quarterback that'll take you to the championship. So who is Kurt Cousins? Kurt Cousins is Demar Derozan. We know how good Demar Derozan is. We know offensively how how Demar Derozan can take over a game, but we also know if Demar and we've seen if Demarcus. I mean, if Demar Derozan is your best player, I don't know how close of of a championship you are. You know what I mean? Especially when Demar Derozan still has limitations. Kirk Cousins still has limitations. Demar DeRozan, when you go up against better players like a LeBron James, like a I don't know, like a KD or like someone like that, they they tend to shrink. Kirk Cousins, when you go up against a a 49ers defense, when you go up against the Aaron Rodgers, you tend to shrink. So I have Kirk Cousins as Demar DeRozan. I think, man, as a perfect, He's a perfect. Let's go with the let's go with the 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 Cowboys and the Rams. Cowboys lose Uh, I I said I expected the Cowboys to lose yeah the rant but let me say this rushing that game I wasn't impressed I know it's week one so I'm not gonna overreact to any of this but I wasn't expecting much from either team you know a lot of people have the Cowboys which I don't know why a lot of people have the Cowboys making it to the championship and I'm like yo (laughs) no bro Come on, man. I know you have – I know on paper they have probably the best uh, offensive core, you know, when you have when, – when we talk about running back, quarterback, and wide receivers. But outside of that, they don't – I mean, their defense is still a little sketchy. I mean, I know you have uh, Alden Smith, who looked incredible. I know you have DeMarcus Lawrence. I know you have uh, pieces, but – no, they definitely not making a championship, especially with Dak Prescott as your starting quarterback. And the same for the Rams. I mean, I know this is this is going to, this is supposed to be a bounce back year. You know, we all know what happened last year with the underachieved, the the problematic offensive line, the Ty Gurley situation. We know that, but I don't expect much from either team. But who is Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott is someone that expects a lot of money. He, But we, everyone knows like he has limitations. And he, he, he feels like he's one of the best, but he's not really one of the best. He's still a good player. Don't get me wrong. Dak Prescott is still a really good player, but he's not one of the best. And he probably isn't even top 10 in his... He's a good player, but he's probably not a top 10 in his position. Dak Prescott is Tobias Harris. You know, when the... Philadelphia 76ers acquired Tobias Harris. A lot of people said, Wow, that's a really good, a really good pick. A lot of people was like, you know, Tobias Harris could put them over the top. Until we continue to see Tobias Harris play, it's like, Ugh, I don't know about that anymore. And then Tobias Harris was you know, he got he got paid. He got paid, paid from Philly. But it's like Tobias Harris is still one of he's a good Small forward, he's a good player, but nobody would put Tobias Harris in the top 10. When we talk about small forwards outside of his family members or, or Philly fans. Nobody would do that. Like, And nobody in their right minds would put Dak Prescott as a top 10 quarterback, in my opinion. Maybe top 12. And Tobias Harris is probably a top 12 small forward, but no, nah, he's not no. No, nah. Dak Prescott is Tobias Harris. Who is Jared Goff? Jared Goff at his height is is incredible, but he's way too inconsistent. He has an incredible arm, but his accuracy isn't the greatest and but he will he will get a deep ball down there. And Jared Goff is D'Angelo Russell. We've seen incredible, incredible games of D'Angelo Russell. We've seen games. Hell, we saw even his small stint in Golden State. He had some incredible offensive games. However, he's way too inconsistent. And as we've seen with, with the Brooklyn Nets, while he can be the leader of a team and he can be the number one of a team, I don't know how successful that team can be, seeing as though D'Angelo Russell is your number one. I don't know how successful the Rams will be with Jared Goff as their quarterback. I don't expect the Rams ever making it back to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff as their quarterback, even with a great coach like Sean McVay. Because Jared Goff, even at his best, he still has limitations. Even at D'Angelo Russell's best, he still has limitations. They're still good players, but there are still limitations for both of them. And those limitations are pretty steep. You know what I mean? So Jared Goff is D'Angelo Russell. Let's go, let's go a heavy hitter. Let's go the Ravens and the uh, Browns. Who is Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick. Baker Mayfield has yet to reach expectations. You give you give him pieces. You give him Jarvis Landry. You give him Nick Chubb. You give him Odell Beckham Jr. You give him um, Austin Hooper. You give him weapons. Now, yes, his offensive line has been bad, but his offensive line is better this year and he's and again this is still off this is off for last year and week 1 but he has the expectations of a number 1 overall pick but he doesn't he hasn't ex- exuded the talent of a number 1 overall pick well that's. baker Mayfield is Andrew Wiggins Andrew Wiggins was incredible in college baker Mayfield was incredible at Oklahoma A a lot of people were debating if Baker, well, a lot of people were debating if Andrew Wiggins should go number one. Uh, Not too many people were debating if uh, Baker Mayfield should go number one, even though he did. And even in the, you know, once they both were drafted number ones, like, it hasn't been easy. Now, think about it. Baker Mayfield has experienced quarterback, I mean, coaching change after coaching change after coaching staff change after higher management change. Andrew Wiggins was traded from his first team with, you know, and then the turmoil that went with Minnesota, they have, they both have not exceeded expectations. A lot of people, and they both had weapons. You know, you have Odell Beckham Jr. You have Carl Anthony Towns. You know, you have some solid players and it just hasn't worked out. So I think Baker Mayfield is Andrew Wiggins. Now, who is Lamar Jackson? First of all, what is Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson is a freak of nature, Lamar Jackson. He's he's changing the game. He's an offensive juggernaut with his feet, with his arm. You can't plan around. You cannot. This is what I say about Lamar Jackson. It isn't. It, I'm not gonna say it's impossible, but it's very tough to scheme around Lamar Jackson because of how good he is and how many how he's able to not only use his pieces the best way possible, but to get the best out of them and get the best out of himself. Like he can, you can look up and he has 125 rushing yards as well as 200 passing yards. Like that's how good he is. Lamar Jackson, while he, he isn't the best, he's still young, but he isn't the best playing from behind. And I think that's another part of his game that he definitely has to develop, which, I mean, he's still, like I said, this is his second full full season as a starter, I believe. Like, he's going to get better at that. But you can't, it's, it's, it's nearly impossible to scheme for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, and this was tough because I thought he was one player until I really sat and thought about it. Lamar Jackson is Kevin Durant. We remember how great Kevin Durant was, or is. Now, I know he dealt with injuries, but we remember how great Kevin Durant is, especially at his peak, especially early OKC days. Hell, scoring champ days, Uh, how great he was with Golden State. Like, Kevin Durant, it's nearly impossible. And you can say, you know, you can get physical with Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant, seven feet, can pull up in your face, Without you even know, like, without you even know what's coming and, and knock it down from 30. Like, you can't really scheme against Kevin Durant. You just have to pray that he has an off night or you have to match firepower with firepower, which is damn near impossible with Kevin Durant. And that's kind of like with Lamar Jackson. It's kind of hard to to scheme for or against Lamar because it's like, that's Lamar. Like, what's you know, <laughs> I don't know. So, Lamar Jackson is Kevin Durant. God, I think that was really good. Let's go. Let's go. What we saw one game we saw last night: the Pittsburgh Steelers and um, the Giants. Who was Big Ben? Big Ben is a player that was great early and was he had a really good career. However, we 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 know that these these are the the these are the last years of his of his of his greatness. You know what I mean? Not greatness. Last year of his careers. You know he's he's getting older. He's dealing with a lot of injury, but even at his best, at his best, he was still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Big Ben is Kevin Love. Kevin, you know we we remember how Kevin Love, how great Kevin Love was in uh, Minnesota. We remember how how important Kevin wa Kevin Love was to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, especially that uh, coming back from three one, but. Kevin, you know, Kevin Love has dealt with injuries after injuries coming, you know, recently. So is uh Big Ben. And people are expecting that these are the last few years of Big Ben. And these are the last few years of Kevin Love. While wow, they were incredible early, incredible, incredible early. Hell, we remember fat Kevin Love was was not getting fifty bur fifty point games easily. And we remember, you know, how great big ben was especially early but these are the last years of their of their of their careers i say that so i have big ben as kevin love daniel jones he's a young player uh he's he's i think this is his second or third year and he still needs to develop daniel jones is Derek white for people that don't know who Derek white is he is a young uh guard from the spurs they're both good you know we've seen really good games from Derek White we've seen really good games from Daniel Jones but you know Daniel Jones he, he needs some more development and that's what you know when it when it happens it happens but as right now he's still young hell we saw what happened last night there's he's, he makes some questionable decisions Derek White takes some questionable shots but they're both still young and they both definitely have time to grow so Daniel Jones is Derek White Let's go with uh the Cardinals and the 49ers. Kyler Murray, this is pretty easy. Kyler Murray is Trey Young. You know, you have the size. The, I mean, the size, you know, they're both short, but they both are incredible offensive weapons. Trey Young is an incredible shooter. Kyler Murray, not only does he still have an arm at his height, but he is still one of the fastest players in the league. Hell, we saw how elusive he was on Sunday with that uh, incredible court with incredible touchdown run that he had. And they both now have, have pieces around them. You know, you have uh, Collins for, with Trey young, you have uh, Deandre Hopkins, you have veterans, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, like you have really good players around them now. And, it's just they need to develop. And so, yeah, Kyler Murray's is Young. That's, that's kind of easy. But who is Jimmy Garoppolo? First of all, what is Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo was in the championship last year. They lost. But we know Jimmy Garoppolo, at his highest, can be a really, really great quarterback. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, he isn't the most accurate, but he does have arm strength. He isn't, you know, he, he – some people can call him a star. Some people don't. Some people say he a, he's a good starting quarterback. Some people said he needs a lot of work. Jimmy Garoppolo is Pascal Siakam. He didn't. He, we remember. I was one of the people that thought Pascal Siakam was going to be the next star of the East. We saw what he was doing to Draymond Green in the finals last year. I thought this was Pascal Siakam's year to ascend. No, it wasn't. Hell, <laughs> Pascal Siakam was doing good before the bubble, but then when he got to the bubble, it just it just evaporated. We're expecting and waiting for Pascal Siakam as well as we're expecting and waiting Jimmy G to make that leap, to make that, you know, boom. And they haven't done it yet. And does that mean they won't do it? That does That's not what it means. I'm just saying we're waiting for it. I'm waiting for Pascal Siakam and Jimmy G to, To 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 bloom. So I think that's a pretty good comparison. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo with Pascal Siakam. Let's go with the Atlanta Hawks and the Seahawks. Who is Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan is an incredible. We know how good Matt Ryan is. We know how great Matt Ryan is. But we also know that Matt Ryan, time and time and time again, will fumble the bag. And when I say fumble the bag, I'm not saying fumble the ball, but he'll have pieces around him and he won't do much or he'll be up 28 to three and not and, and still lose the Super Bowl like we know as good as Matt Ryan is he he's never gotten over that hump as far as you know even though he did win an MVP like he's never he's never been I don't know if he's ever really I don't know if he's ever hit expectations or if he's if he, if we just have too high of expectations for Matt Ryan, because hell, the last few years, ever since that Super Bowl run, it's it's been pretty much downhill for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is Carl Anthony Towns. We know how great Carl Anthony Towns can be. I remember there was arguments: Is Carl Anthony Towns the best uh, big man in the league? Is Carl Anthony Towns better than Anthony Davis? Is Carl Anthony Towns better than Demarcus Cousins? I remember these conversations and these arguments that were being had. But now we look, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, well, Carl anthony Towns is good, but what has he done? What what else does he have? Um, and that's the same thing with Matt Ryan. You have pieces around you, while Carl anthony Towns doesn't have that many pieces around him, But except for D'Angelo Russell now. It's like you still haven't gotten over that hump, or you still haven't improved to be the one to get back to the Super Bowl or even get close to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, Matt Ryan to me is Carl anthony Towns. But who is Russell Wilson, right? Russell Wilson, to me, is a player that continues to get disrespected. Ooh, what, did, what did I just say? Russell Wilson is a player that continues to get disrespected. He's a player that he's still one of the best players in the league. Uh, however, he hasn't got an MVP. He One, he hasn't won the MVP. And two, I don't think he's ever received an MVP vote. And while they're, they're, both their personalities are completely different, I think the level of how we view them are the same, and that is Russell Wilson and Kawhi Leonard. We know how great Kawhi Leonard is. We know how great Russell Wilson is, but Russell Wilson doesn't have an MVP. Kawhi Leonard, uh, he, well, he has a – well, it, Russell Wilson does have a Super Bowl MVP, and Kawhi Leonard has two NBA Finals MVPs, but they don't have any regular season MVPs, and a lot of people – Now, a lot of people say that Russell Wilson is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, which I believe so. A lot of people are saying that, you know, Kawhi Leonard is one of the best to ever play one of. I'm not saying is, but one of the best to ever play, which I understand, you know. So Russell Wilson, now, again, take out the personalities aside, but Russell Wilson is Kawhi Leonard. We know what you're going to get. We know, hell, even though they, they better win tonight. We know what you're going to get from Kawhi. We know what you're going to get from Russell Wilson. You're going to get the best of the best. So that is who Russell Wilson is. Let's go with the Raiders and the Panthers. Derek Carr is inconsistent. Derek Carr, there's times when Derek Carr looks lost. There's times when Derek Carr looks incredible. There's times when Derek Carr, you know, You have Walker, the tight end. You have Henry Ruggs now. You've had pieces. You had AB for a minute. It's like he just is so inconsistent. And I don't know if he can get any better. And to me, Derek Carr is Lonzo Ball. We know how good Lonzo Ball can be because we've seen flashes. You know, we've seen uh, great triple doubles. We've seen. The time where he's been a really good floor general. But then we've also seen the time where Derek Carr doesn't seem like he's improved. And that's the biggest thing. Derek Carr does not seem like he's improved. Uh, and, And Lonzo Ball, honestly, going from the Lakers to New Orleans, a lot of people thought, and getting Zion, a lot of people thought all he needed was a fresh slate. And he got a fresh slate. And he still looked, now let me say this, he looked really good coming before the bubble. And that's Derek Carr, like I said, Derek Carr has those moments when he looks incredible. But then you come from the bubble or when you get in the bubble, he looked he looked lost, he looked disinterested, hell. He he was a big part of reason why uh, Alvin Gentrys was fired. It's it's just I don't see improvement from Derek Carr. I don't see improvement from Lonzo Ball, and that's why I think Derek Carr is Lonzo Ball. Let's go with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, we know what you're going to get from Teddy Bridgewater. He looks he plays like an old man even though he's still a little young. Um he's he's not going to really he's not going to win you a game, but he's not going to lose you a game. Teddy Bridgewater is a steady, per, you know, he's steady. He 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 doesn't get too rattled. He doesn't get too up. Teddy Bridgewater is Mike Conley. We remember how good Mike Conley was when he would play for the Grizzlies. We remember how everyone was saying, you know, this could be the Utah's year once they got Mike Conley. But Mike Conley isn't going to give you a 50 point game, isn't going to give you a a, a, a 30 point triple double, isn't going to break you up, you know, break you down and then get to the cup. And then no, Mike Conley is, is going to be steady. Mike Conley is going to be efficient. Mike Conley is going to be steadfast. And that is who Teddy Bridgewater is. Teddy Bridgewater, you're not going to look up and he has 350 passing yards. He might have maybe 200 passing yards and they beat you 16 to to 13. Like that's, that's who Teddy Bridgewater is. And that's who Mike Conley is. He's not going to. You're not going to look up and, damn, Mike Conley has 40 points? No, that's not going to happen. But Mike Conley, oh, 28-4, okay. You know, that's, that's, that's who Mike Conley is, and that's who Teddy Bridgewater is. Let's go with the game that we saw Thursday. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Let's go with Deshaun Watson first. We know how great Deshaun Watson is. Deshaun Watson became the second highest paid player ever in the league. Uh, shouts out to him. But we know how great Deshaun Watson is. We know how how important he is to his team. We know that once you know, it was wild that they traded uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But with DeAndre Hopkins traded now, you have Kenny Stills. You still have Will Fuller. You have David Johnson. Like we know how good these we know how good Deshaun Watson is. But what is this, what is the knock on Deshaun Watson? As great as he is, Deshaun Watson still has, he has not done it in the playoffs. He's, he's had, you know, we remember being up, what, 24-0 against the Chiefs last year and end up losing by like 20. We remember how great he was, but it's, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But he just has not performed in the playoffs. He. Russell, I mean, no. Deshaun Watson is James Harden. We know how incredible James Harden is. We know how incredible of a scoring punch James Harden gives not only his team, but will he'll we'll look up and James Harden will have a 60-point triple-double. We'll look up, and James Harden will have a 50-point triple-double. We'll look up, and he'll have one of those stats. We'll look up, and Deshaun Watson has four touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, and 300 passing yards. Like Deshaun Watson is incredible, but the problem with Deshaun Watson and the problem with James Harden is, those don't those how great he is in the regular season doesn't always translate or hasn't always translated to big moments in the playoffs. Hell, you're up 24-0 against the Chiefs and you end up losing. We remember, you know, the countless wild card uh losses that they've had and the thing is these games weren't even close. We remember the blunders that James Harden had against the Spurs and the Montegomery block against the the Golden State. You know, you're up three one. I mean no three. Yeah, we're up three one and you and you lose to go is it three one? Well you're let me say this. You're up three you're up three games I think three to two. Three games to two against Golden State and you lose. You know, you're up Golden State doesn't have Kevin Durant and you lose. Uh you lose to the the Lakers, which nobody really expected to beat the Lakers, but you go out how you went out. It's like we expect so much from James Harden that all all that uh, first round greatness—I mean, not first round—all that regular season greatness doesn't necess- doesn't necessarily translate to postseason. As great as Deshaun Watson is in the regular season, we're still waiting for those playoff moments. We're still waiting for that moment that it's just like you know this is Deshaun Watson in the playoffs. Now, a lot of people say Deshaun Watson doesn't have much help around him especially with the the uh Hopkins getting traded and even before then and James Harden didn't have the most even though he had players like Chris Paul even though he has players now like Russell Westbrook he both both of them still don't have the pieces that's like the 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 right complementary pieces and even if they did it still didn't translate to winning in the playoffs. So I have Deshaun Watson as James Harden. Now, who do I have as Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes, best player in the league right now. He's transcendent. Uh, and the thing about, and, and this is the thing when I say he's transcendent. I don't think there's ever going to be a player like Patrick Mahomes. You know, have the, the his passing is as good as his running. His His running is as good as his decision-making. He's able to he's able to throw from angles that we don't that we didn't even think was possible. Patrick Mahomes is Steph Curry. And and I'm talking about maybe MVP uh 50, 40, 90, averaging 30 a game, Steph. There's never you know, you'll you you can always find a player that can shoot. you always find a player that can dribble the ball, but there's never going to be a player that's like Steph Curry, and there's never gonna be a player that's like Patrick Mahomes. At their best. Hell, Patrick Mahomes has a championship. Steph Curry has three championships. Like, and I, I don't believe that Patrick Mahomes is done winning championships. He might maybe win one one more, but I think at least. Let me say not Mike. I think he'll at least win one more by the time his career is over. I don't know if Steph Curry is, is still winning championships. We'll definitely have to see in the next few years. But... We've never seen a Patrick Mahomes. We've never seen a Steph Curry, and we'll never see any anything like those two either. We'll never seen someone that can put it all together and be as great as an offensive weapon as Steph Curry is. We'll never see a player that can be, to me, as good as a as a as a Patrick Mahomes. So, and and that and at the end, they are. They are their 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 greatness is is something that is to be rival. I mean, something that to be like is mesmerizing how how good they are. So that's why I, I have Patrick Mahomes as Steph Curry. Let's go with the the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bill Buffalo Bills. Uh, I got Sam Darnold as Devin Booker. You know we know how good Sam Darnold can be. The problem is the pieces around him are horrible. He has a horrible offensive line, he has a horrible defensive line, he has no um wide receiver help. You give away his best right or his best right receiver and Robbie Anderson leaves. Like it it's just it's it's tough sledding for Sam Darnold. When you look at Devin Booker, let's let's look at post bubble. You know, Devin Booker never really, you know, they always talked about the Suns need a point guard. The, or not need a point guard. They need a point guard that can fit because they've always had small point guards. But Devin Booker has never really had that play around him. Hell, even DeAndre Ayton, he was suspended for uh, what? PDs like Devin Booker, as great as he is, has never really had help. As And Sam Darnold, he's never really had help. And it's affected the way that they play. It's affected the way that we see them. We know how good Devin Booker is offensively. We know how good Sam Darnold can be. But we also know that it can't just be them. So Sam Darnold, to me, is Devin Booker. Josh Allen, we know how talented Josh Allen is. He has a cannon. But the thing is, he's, his decision-making is still a little off. He's still a little young. But we I, I don't know if he's hit. His... He has a cannon of an arm. Like, we know he has probably one of the strongest arms in the league, but it's just like, what else are you bringing to the table? Buddy Hill, we know Buddy Hill can shoot the ball, but what else is Buddy Hill bringing to the table? I have Sam Darnold as, or Sam, no, Josh Allen, I'm sorry, I have Josh Allen as Buddy Hill. Like, we know that you can throw the ball, we know that you can throw a deep ball, incredible. Like, we know that you can throw the ball deep, but what else are you bringing to the table, Buddy Hill We know you can shoot threes, but it's just like you're not that good defensively. He, I don't know if you could be the number one player on the team. So, what else do you have to bring? So, Josh Allen is Buddy Hill. Let's go with the Bears and the Lions. Who is Mr. Trubisky? Mr. Trubisky is someone that a lot of people have a lot of stock in. You know, a lot of people think Mr. Trubisky. This can be Mr. Trubisky's year. Like a lot of people say, Mr. Trubisky. Let me say this. There's two there's two groups of people that 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 view Mr. Biscay. There's the realist, and there's the people that can that have hope. The realist is Mr. Biscay, one, while he's he's okay, he still has a lot of problems. He still you know, he's not worth his draft stock. Then you have some people, you know, Mr. Trubisky was, he was a high draft pick. We got him this and the third. He's going to, you know, he, he's had those games where he looked incredible. You remember when he played the Washington team on Monday Night Football. You remember when, you know, he has all this talent around him. Yes, he has all the talent around him, but he hasn't done much. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Trubisky to me is Kyle Kuzma. He is so hot and cold. Like, and when he's cold, he's cold. When he's hot, he's hot. Like Mr. Trubisky, you never know. It's it's like a, it's it's such a pendulum with him, man. It's and his fan base is crazy. People that really look at Kyle Kuzma, are like yeah, well, he he's not really good defensively. He's never seen a shot he doesn't like. But how good really is Kyle Kuzma? When we look at Mitch. You know, Mr. Trubisky, while he has a strong arm, while he makes some passes, how good can he be? You know, like he he hasn't really improved, uh, even with all the talent around him. Mr. Trubisky to me is Kyle Kuzma, who is Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is a player that he's he's an incredible player, but he continues to deal with injury and he continues to be good, but with empty stats like. You know he has these stats, and they it doesn't amount to nothing because they continue to lose, and and even when he's having a good season, you know, and, and it's a, as unfortunate as it is, you know that an injury more than likely is around the corner because that's how it's always been. Um, Matthew Stafford is Blake Griffin. We at their, you know, we know how great they are, and we know at their height, you know. How good they were and how good they are, but Blake Griffin year after year after year after year continues to deal with injury Matthew Stafford year after year after year continues to deal with injury and Even you know Blake Griffin will look up and he'll have a 30 point triple double But they're still losing by 20 Matthew Stafford will be throwing for three 400 yards and the game is 25 to to 17 and they're in there and they lost it's like the stats don't really mean much. So I have Matthew Stafford as Blake Griffin. Let's go with the Colts and the Jaguars. First of all. I don't know why everyone is saying that this is the Colts year when Matt, when Philip Rivers is their starting quarterback. And I remember how bad Philip Rivers played last year and One thing I know is Phillip Rivers will give you a goddamn interception, which he did again on Sunday. Hell, they lost to the rebuilding Jaguars. But let's go with the player comp. Phillip Rivers. People have much respect for Phillip Rivers. We know what he's done in this league. We know what he's done time and time again. But we also know, yo, it's time to give it up, man. It's time. It it might be time, bro. You know, we understand that you love the game, but it is time. Phillip Rivers is Vince Carter. And this is why Phillip Rivers is also Vince Carter. Because when you look at Vince Carter's career, what has he accomplished, especially in the playoffs? Yeah, he had a, you know, early in his Toronto days, he had uh, an incredible playoff series against Allen Iverson. But what has Vince Carter done in the playoffs? What has Phillip Rivers done in the playoffs? In fact, what is outside of dunking? What has Vince and, and longevity? What has Vince Carter done like as a crescendo? Like what is his crescendo of his career winning the slam dunk contest? And and, and don't get me wrong, Vince Carter is an incredible player. Vince Carter will probably Well, no probably Vince Carter will most definitely be a uh, MVP, not MVP, most definitely be a Hall of Famer. Phillip Rivers is an incredible player. Phillip Rivers had an incredible career. Phillip Rivers would be a Hall of Famer. But it's like when you really look at their careers, what have they done? They haven't they haven't really won much. The regular season, they haven't it's, It's like they haven't done much. In their entire career, now yes, they both have longevity, but again, they haven't done much. And that's why I have Phillip Rivers as Vince Carter. If you go with Gardner Minshew, the problem with Gardner Minshew is... The team around him, they like him, but they don't love him. They'll tell you they like him, but they're they're tanking for a freaking other quarterback. Even even if he plays well, it doesn't really matter because they're not really for him. Gardner Minshew is Zach Levine. Zach Levine on the Bulls, he can be as great as great is, but they're always going to continue to try to tank to get a player in the in the draft, or they're going to try to tank to get somebody else. It doesn't matter how good Zach Levine's playing. It's it's it doesn't matter like and, and not to mention everyone around Gardner Minshew is horrible. Everyone around Zach Levine, except maybe Lloyd Marketing, isn't that good. So Gardner Minshew is Zach Levine. Let's go with the Bengals and the Chargers. Tyrod Taylor is a player that he's not going to be flashy. He's not going to his stats aren't going to jump out the gym but he is a very serves he's kind of like he's a he's a better version of Teddy Bridgewater you know what i mean like he's not going to wow you with anything but he's not going to lose you the game he, he's not gonna he he can be your best player but we, if he's your best player it's a very serviceable team and Ty, Tyrod Taylor to me is Kyle Lowry you know, you, Kyle Lowry isn't going, isn't, you know, we, we, Kyle Lowry has moments, but it's like Kyle Lowry is a, you know, serviceable player. Like Kyle Lowry to me can't be your number one player or you're definitely not winning the championship. Tyrod Taylor to me can't be your number one player or you're, cause you're definitely not winning the championship. Now your, your team will, will, will keep afloat and Kyle Lowry can keep you afloat, but no, no, nah, no. Nah. Joe Burrow. now. I know we only have one game of Joe Burrow, so a lot of this, comp, a lot of his comp goes back to college and how great he was in college and how much of a leader he was in college. Joe Burrow is John Morant. Now they're both young. John Morant did just win Rookie of the Year, but they're both young. And I'm looking at first what we saw coming out the gate this one, this one game, how how good Joe Burrow looked, even though that the kicking. The kickers lost the game for him, but, you know, Joe Burrow looked good, but I'm also thinking about how incredible he was at LSU and the incredible season that he had there. John Morant. You know, was incredible out the gate and how good he was at Murray State. So, John Morant to me and Joe Burrow go hand in hand, you know. Of course, we need to see more from Joe Burrow. I don't think that he's going to win much this season. But I do think he will win um, rookie of the year. But I don't think he'll win much this season seeing as though the Bengals suck. So, yeah. And then lastly, as far as the quarterback comps, you have the last game you saw last night, which was the Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos. Um, Ryan Tannehill is Darren Collison. You, we know how good Darren Collison is. We know how good Ryan Tannehill is, but we also know that there's a a a, a very low ceiling for both of these teams. I mean, for both of these players. We know that at Ryan Tannehill's best. He can be a really serviceable quarterback. Hell, we saw last year in the playoffs how good he was, even though the running game was the one that kept him. Darren Collison, he's played on some good teams, but he's also played with some incredible players. And even when he wasn't playing on some incredible players, when Ryan Tannehill wasn't playing with some incredible players, we saw how limited they are. We saw how how limited Darren Collison can be, especially when he played for Indy or when he played for Indiana. Indy, Indiana. When he played for Indy, we saw how limited Ryan uh, Tannehill is when he played for the Dolphins. So Ryan Tannehill is is Darren Collison. They're both okay players. They both ain't gonna be number ones. It's that's just how it is. And Drew Locke, he's young. This is I think his second or third second year starting. He's really young, but a lot of people see the talent that's in him. A lot of people see that he could be he has he has all the makeup of being a really, really good quarterback. Uh, Drew Locke is Shea Gilders Alexander. We see, you know, and I'm not saying he's not going to reach the potential or he's not going to his potential. But, you know, Drew Locke, he still has he still has some some ways to go. And so does Shea Gilders Alexander. So Drew Locke is Shea Gilders. I think that's it. that is it uh one with the quarterback comps let's 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 you know that was fun that was fun and, and if you guys don't agree, let me know let me know your quarterback comps let me know where you felt I was wrong at let me know where you felt I was right at so those are my quarterback comps. I had fun doing that um let's move on let's go to let's go to basketball. So the Lakers uh, beat the Rockets in five games. That's not really surprising. What is surprising is the Lakers or the Rockets, after winning game one, lost four straight. And they didn't really lose competitively. Like, they they got destroyed. And then Mike D'Antoni comes out and says he's leaving. Like, he's not coming back. And what does this mean for the Rockets? you know you'll have another year of James Harden with Russell Westbrook we all see that to me that doesn't really work I and 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 let me not say it like I knew it was going to work because I I don't know if people remember but before the season started I thought that that was going to click they were going to work perfectly while they did really they worked really well in the regular season it goes back to what I said with the quarterback comp and it's like when James Harden and Russell Westbrook both get into the playoffs, their style of play doesn't doesn't really bode well for them. It's like two ball dominant people. One of them can't shoot. The other one, if he's not if he's not hitting offensively, he's not doing much. And it's like that doesn't bar well in the playoffs, and as we saw, the Lakers, they, they started double-teaming James Harden, they started leaving Russell Westbrook open and, and closing off the lane so he couldn't drive, turning Westbrook into a shooter, and we all know the Westbrook can't shoot, so I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what's, what's next for them, man, it's, you know, I, I, the Rockets, they, I know this I know James Harden said they're a piece away, but and I believe I agree. I believe they're a piece away, but what piece are they getting? I don't see them getting uh, Giannis. I don't. See, I think they're they they're like a a big piece, but I don't know what big piece they're going to get. Like I don't know who's on the market right now that have really changed their fortune. They need a center. They yeah they have Tyson Chandler, but they don't even use him. So they need a center or they need a a, a power forward that can not only shoot but. Like, they, they can get a LaMarcus Aldridge. I think that'll be big if they get a LaMarcus Aldridge. But will they get a LaMarcus Aldridge? I don't know. I think it'll be big if they get a Blake Griffin. But it's, I don't know who they're going to get. But I do think that, I do agree with James Harden that they're a piece away. But it's like, what is that piece? Once we, I don't know. And and I do think that the style will change seeing as though Mike D'Antoni is gone. And, and I don't think that all of this was Mike D'Antoni's fault. You know we know how good Mike D'Antoni is as a coach, especially as an offensive coach. But you know it's like when you trade away Clint Capella, when you have PJ Tucker playing big minutes at the four and the five, when you have uh, Robert Covington playing the five, it's like how limited are you? And especially, and I understand that you are adapted and you are you have hugged the three point line uh, as tight as you can. But as we saw. This year, and as we saw every year in the playoffs, if your three points, if your three point is not hitting and you can't get to the line because they stop making or they stop really making calls in the playoffs. It's like, what what else do you have? Hell, we saw, that's 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 the reason why. The Thunder pushed the Rockets to seven games. That's the reason why the Lakers stopped them. That's the reason why they lost to Golden State a couple times. now yes, Golden State was a better team, but when you're, we remember them hitting them missing what twenty seven straight threes. We remember how many threes they missed OKC, okay, and they weren't hitting. Well, they were hitting threes, but the big the players that need to hit threes like a like James Harden wasn't hitting at the end of the at the end of the Rockets series. Um Russell Westbrook wasn't hitting at all. So it's like I don't know what you do. I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna change, but they need to change. So, you know, I'm excited to see what, what they do this offseason, but moves need to be made this offseason. I know they definitely need to find a coach, but like new new moves need to be made with personnel because if not then they're they're gonna continue to get to Get to the mountain and start climbing, but they're never going to get to the mountaintop. So, uh, the Clippers, oh my gosh, Clippers, there tonight is game seven. First of all, they were up 3 1, and they gave up three 16 plus point leads in this series to Denver. Now, you have to, I'm not going to not give credit to Denver, you know, you have to give credit to Denver. They don't quit, they don't stop playing. Uh, Nokic has been incredible, he's been killing. Anyone that he's been killing Zubat, he's been killing, uh, Mar- uh, he's been killing everyone on the Clippers, uh, and, and it's, I'm gonna say this, if the Clippers lose tonight, boy, oh boy, will the media destroy the Clippers, and, and rightfully so. You you bring all this talent together. You bring a Marcus Morris. You bring a Kawhi Leonard. You bring a Paul George. You bring a Montrez Harold. You bring a, Lu, bring a Lou Williams. You bring Patrick Beverly. You pick up uh, Reggie Jackson. You pick up um, Jermichael Green. You pick up uh, Joakim Noah. You have all this t- Zubach. You pick up all these players and you lose in the second round to a Denver team that a lot of people had y'all beating hell, I had them beating them in five now we're in game seven. They have to win this game, and if they don't it's gonna be it's gonna be iffy it's gonna be iffy uh oh man, the media's gonna kill them, and what else what else um this I think tonight is game one of the eastern conference finals between the celtics and the heat. I've gone back and forth uh with this matchup. Like it's on one hand, you have the ruggedness of the heat. You have they're they're one of the best three point three-point shooting teams, as well as one of the best defending teams. You know, you have Jameson Crowder, you or Jane Crowder, you have um Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo is playing well, Tyler Euro has played great, Duncan Robinson's playing great, and Goran Dragic has steadied the ship. They've had they have some incredible pieces and you even have Miles Leonard coming off the bench and a lot of a lot of good pieces. And they're not scared. They're not scared of anybody. Hell, we saw how they defended the the Bucks and we saw how they were not intimidated by anything. The Bucks threw at them on the flip side. When you have. You have a, a, a team of a Kimball Walker. You have Jalen Jalen uh Jason Jalen Brown. You have Jason Tatum. Um, we don't know if Gordon Hayward's coming back. You have Marcus Smart. It's like I know they're not the biggest team, but they they they're very efficient and they're very boom, 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 boom. Like they I, I'm gonna you know what? Because because the Heat have, to me, right now, the best player in the series, and I believe right now, I believe Jimmy Butler, especially how he's played in the bubble. Now it's it's either between Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum, but because of how Jimmy Butler has played in the in the bubble and how he has gotten or how he's galvanized the team and and how he has the team playing right now, I have the Heat beating the Celtics in seven games. I have the Heat beating the in 7 games. Game 1 is tonight, and I'm excited. I'm excited, but, boy, the Clippers better win. Also tonight uh, starts the WNBA playoffs, which I'm also excited about. Hell, I love basketball, man, so I watch all type of basketball. But, you know, the game, what, the game... Game one of the WNBA playoffs is tonight. The Connecticut Sun go against the Chicago Sky at, I think, seven. And the Washington Mystics go up against the Phoenix Mercury at seven. Nah, at nine. Now, I'd, for one, congratulations to the Washington uh, Mystics for making it to the playoffs. They they dealt with injuries. They dealt with players not coming to the bubble. Hell, most of their big star players did not come to the bubble or got injured. But, you know, they're still there, and I don't expect them to win or beat the Mercury. But, I mean, I don't – but, but, Brianna be honest, Stewart – I mean, uh, Breonna, Brittany Griner is not coming back to the bubble for personal reasons. So, that's going to help, but you still have Skylar Diggins. You still have Deanna Tarassi that, you know. But the other teams, you have the Minnesota Link. They're the fourth seed. You have the um, Vegas Aces. They're the one seed. You have the Seattle Storm, they're the second seed, and you have the um L.A. Sparks, and they're the third seed. So I'm excited. I, mm, it's kind of hard for me to pick against the Seattle Storm or the Vegas Aces, seeing as how good they've played this entire season. Uh So I'm going to go with – now, I'm going to go with the Seattle Storm, and the only reason why I'm going to go with them is because the Vegas – I think, you know, you're going to start to feel the effects of Brittany, of um, Liz Kim not being there and Kelsey Plum not being there, especially deeper in the playoffs. So when you had when the Storms still have their best player in Brianna Stewart and she's played well and the team has played well. So I have the Seattle storm winning this year's championship, but I do think it's going to be the storm and the aces. And I think the reason why is the aces are going to start feeling the effects of their, you know, and, 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 and shouts out to Asia Wilson, Asia Wilson has played incredible, but once you get down there and you have to play players like Brianna Stewart, and it's like, you don't have Liz Kim and you don't have Kelsey plum. While you haven't really had to feel those effects in the regular season, the playoffs, you're going to have to start to feel that. So the WNBA playoffs start tonight, and I'm excited about it. And I think it's on, what is it on? It's on, Uh, yeah, no, I think it's somewhere. It's going to be on some channel. I think it might be on uh, NBC. I'm not 100% sure, but the playoffs start tonight. And lastly, before I go, I have to shout out Naomi Osaka for winning her third career major, winning the U.S. Open uh you know she she's african american and i think chinese i'm not sure but you know she was putting the victims of police brutality or the victims that that were killed by police on on her face masks um every game and she did a really good job in bringing awareness to that situation and she's she's African American. I either wanted her, or Serena. You know, I'm always re- I'm always rooting for so- I'm rooting for everyone that's black. So shouts out to Naomi Osaka As- uh, for winning her third major, which is the U.S. Open. So shouts out to her, and shouts out to anyone black. You know, that's that's how we do it over here. So uh, there you have it. I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys for watching. If you're here on YouTube, uh, please leave a like. Please leave a comment. Please rate it if you're if you're on a streaming service. I, I would appreciate it. It definitely would mean a lot to me. Um and I I, I love you guys. And until next time. My, oh. And uh for people that want to know, I I went 0 1 in my fantasy this week. Uh thank you, Obadell Beckham Jr. Thank you, uh Mark uh Mark Ingram. Uh, and also, thank you, Drew Brees, for n- not doing anything. Uh, thank you guys. So I uh, love you guys. And until next time, much love. <laughs>
0: Feeling faded, so many verses of the year that I've written. I'm feeling jaded. Jail call, asked how he doing. He said I feel amazing, and that's when he told me, watching you make it, I feel I made it. Made me think about how I'm acting ungrateful and still complaining, Uh even though behind the scenes of this industry, shit is draining. I've been keeping quiet, I've been refraining from speaking my mind, so when you hear him talk behind my back, just keep that in mind. They ain't real as you thought. Them niggas they talk about me behind my back, about the shit that I bought. I bet them niggas is soft. Cause I done stack so much paper on my own that I can fill up a vault. Look, okay. me and shots, the new we bay and a Ron Roxdale, Marlo and Chris. We spray the K, leveled up. At least 50, what we see day to day. We are not the same. I wrote this on a PJ, but yay, look, you can't hold me. I used to band or the band of the Rolly and put it right on the hand of my homie. You can't control me. Okay. I had a Brody up the can slowly I gave all my shooters the ultimate green light I'm Dan Tone And my story is far from finished I got my shoes off in them offices talking business I'm a motherfucking brand, I'm a walking business We can't have a combo unless it involves six figures. The homie facing 50 years turned my dog religious We don't believe none of they bars know it's all fictitious We had your baby mama house cooking raw in the kitchen And when I'm done cooking, I made that bitch wash the dishes Usain, <laughs> bitch Yeah, yeah, yeah. From King to a god, nigga yeah. god, good, But dress me as king <laughs> God level flow <laughs> Celestial <laughs> being <and laughs> The machine